0: Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Mallorys, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternatives. All right, Southern California, we are broadcasting today live from the Middle East. <laughs> No, not yet. Actually, it's better to be broadcasting live than dead, right? Anyway, this is uh, Farley Malaris, and uh, this is my Bon Voyage edition of the Astrology Hour. Today we're going to talk about Pisces and Neptune, and we're going to talk about entities and obsessions and astrological factors. Uh, we're going to talk about why people have weaknesses and why it seems that sometimes our weaknesses uh, are attacked by what we would call discarnate entities or lost souls that can actually possess us even though it's not something that you might see like in The Exorcist if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like an obsession was devouring you (laughs) if you ever loved someone so much that you felt you were going to die without them it's almost like there's something, some something, someone in your body, housing in your body, right, living in your body that is actually driving you to this obsession, which might not be necessarily what you want. I think it is true that all human beings do have obsessions, right? We all have obsessions, but what happens is if a lost soul, our discarnate being who has just died or uh, sometime in the past died and has not gone into the light, if they didn't go into the light, then they're caught in like a limbo plane. See, the light doesn't exist forever. When you die you're offered this light in this tunnel and if you're somewhat of a spiritual being and somewhat into the God pattern of what goes on reincarnation to reincarnation, then you're wise and you just fly into that light, you go into the Akashic stream, you qualify for whatever and then you're there. But some beings, when they die, their power of mind, their power of God is not really strong. And when they see the light, they just look at it. Well, it doesn't last forever. It just lasts for a moment and you're given the choice to go in. If you don't, then you actually remain on earth. Okay, non-physical. But, you do have experiences and you do have karma still because obviously if you haven't gone into the light, you've made a major mistake. So you have to work out your karma this time through other people's bodies. So what happens is we have all these lost souls, all these discarnate entities that exist in this dimension with us that we readily can't sense unless it's through our chakras. I don't know if you ever read any of H.P. Lovecraft's books that are very intense, but he has pretty much gotten into these what he calls these dark leeches or these discarnate leeches. Millions of discarnate beings that exist with us on Earth, but we don't sense them. They sense us, and the only way they can contact us or experience us is through our chakras. Well, most of us don't walk around with normal chakra protection or chakra insurance. You know, a lot of us walk around depressed, anxiety-ridden, traumatized, and emotionally upset, and many times we leave ourselves totally vulnerable and open to this interference. Sometimes when we're asking for guidance or when we say things like we are so lonely or that we actually get an obsession with a certain person who we think is going to be the answer to our loneliness, what we really do is we can attract one or more of these discarnate entities that will actually jump into our bodies like a hand in a glove or like a hand in a puppet, right, and actually magnify our own weakness, our own obsession. Take the child who might be borderline as far as whether they'll smoke pot or not, right? Then all of a sudden a discarnate pot-smoking entity that has just died perhaps of even a heroin overdose will sense this child, its weakness, will attach itself to the heart chakra, right where the lungs are, and therefore be able to encourage that child to get into drugs, to smoke the pot, and to experience the high through the child's body. I've found in our research that most people pick up entities when they're like two and three, right? When you're totally traumatized in your childhood, and you're totally weak and vulnerable, and these discarnate entities can come in and take advantage of your weaknesses and magnify your weaknesses and form the obsessions even as a child. So if you see a two- or a three-year-old screaming in a restaurant and the parents can't control them, and it's usually, I want, I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, and if you don't let me have it, I'm going to scream. I do believe that sometimes these children do have help or do have assistance. Now, did you know that children, for example, can pick up from eight to 12 entities attached to all seven chakras from birth, and most people live their whole lives with this group accompanied with them now this is a theory that i firmly believe in because i firmly have proven it to myself that it does work i've seen it in action and i just can't believe that some people do the things they do you know some of these criminals and some of these people that are like no win people that are not no surrender no mercy people i can't believe that there's this humanity down deep inside of them without it being kind of covered up or sheltered by these dark entities that leech on and i have seen exorcisms i have experienced them And I have seen a difference between people that have entities and people that have entities removed. Now, obviously, this is something that is very real because the myth of demonic possession has lived with civilization throughout thousands of years, and it's not an accident. Even though some people are very extreme about it, it's all over the Bible, you know, how people have uh, oftentimes cast out evil spirits, they might say, where, where they might identify these beings as devils or demons. They are really just basically people who are lost souls who have no other way to manifest their energies their experiences but through others now interesting point of today's show is that astrologically speaking when we talk about this situation we want to look at our pisces planets and at our neptunes everybody has a pisces factor but those of us with pisces planets that are afflicted people with pisces planets like pisces planets that are opposed by virgo planets or squared by sag planets or squared by gemini planets are more vulnerable more subject to weaknesses. Note the spiritual test and the spiritual power. People with Pisces planets are normally much more sensitive, much more vulnerable, much more psychic and spiritual. At the same time, if you have Piscean stress in your chart from an opposition to a Virgo planet or a square to a Gemini or a Sag planet, then you may be subject to also being vulnerable and sensitive and therefore weak and subject to obsession. And because you are already a channel with the Piscean factor in your chart, Not only do you open yourself to higher beings for channeling, of course, or your higher self, if that's the purpose, but you also may open yourself up to a discarnate entity that might relate to your soul pattern. In other words, this is like a twin that's lost in the dark realm, right? That says, wow, I kind of fit in this person, their values, their ideas, and and they kind of like this blonde guy over here. In fact, I love this blonde guy. Maybe I can use her body to get her obsessed with the blonde guy. So she might have a normal inkling to be with the blonde guy, then this entity would attach itself to her chakras and suddenly it becomes an obsession. And if you ever walked around where you just hungered, you thought every day, every second, 24 hours a day about that other person where you just were so involved in it that it affected your whole life and it detracted from it. If you ever had any kind of obsession at all, whether it was money or power or sex or drugs or food or cigarettes or anything, I would have to say, you know, I don't want you to get nervous about it because it's not really, I don't want you to think it's like, uh, this woman uh, in in the exorcist or anything you know where your head goes my mother you know and that's a it doesn't get that quite intense but it can you know like heroin addicts and people that are lost totally have no spirit and people that don't protect their immunity system obviously if an aids victim dies and doesn't go into the light and still hasn't learned its lesson you got it it can attach itself to some other poor soul that's lost and has no chakra control so hence you know like obviously if you get an a session that died of a heart attack or cancer you can actually experience their karma because you'll experience their depression, their, their fear, and their manifestations. So noting if we have Pisces planets in our charts that are under affliction and noting whether we have any weaknesses, okay? noting whether we have any potential toward obsessions and also noting that we've ever been in a situation where we our obsessions seem magnified, there's a chance we could have one or more entities affecting us. See, same with Scorpio and Cancer people. They're next in line. <laughs> They're next subject to entity picking up entities because of their sensitivities and their potential emotional weaknesses and potential emotional obsessions and also next in line would be anyone with neptune i have you know everyone has neptune in their chart i have neptune square venus so if you have an afflicted neptune it's the same thing as an afflicted pisces planet guess what boom 12th house planets. Well, I have Neptune in the 12th, double webby. I learned about this a long time ago. I used to say, is this really Farley Mallory's running his life or is this some jerk from the dark field going, Farley, let's get stoned. Let's party. Let's get sex. You know, it's like, I used to wake up in the morning. It was like, I was like a hungry tiger looking for a victim. It was like, ah, ah, what do I want now? You know, now I wake up in the morning. At least I have some kind of spirit to deal with. It's like there's a being inside of me. I meditate. I pray. What's important? God, my spirituality, my spiritual priorities. This material world is cool, it's a Disneyland, it's an amusement park, but I am not going to leave myself vulnerable and susceptible to an entity that would come into my body and make life on Earth seem any more important than it really is. Because it's just a test, it's just an illusion, it's an experience, but what is really important is God and the Spirit of God. Now that's how you really avoid possession and entity interference, by retaining your priorities. That's why when you have an exorcism, what the exorcist tries to do is rebirth a little spirit. It's like, I know you're into uh, playing Ouija boards and stuff, but and actually I know you're into certain obsessions and you don't believe in God, right? But but we're going to try to reaffirm and resustain this belief. And that's what happens. You have a lot of women walking around attached to men that they're obsessed with they can't have. You have men walking around attached. You have gay people walking around all obsessed. All these people that need to be rich, they have this obsession with empire. It's like so many of us are walking around, we're not ourselves. We have actually taken this dimension and this limited experience called life, and we have placed more importance upon this scene than our own spirit. No wonder we leave ourselves vulnerable to dark entities coming in and driving this car. It's like, oh, Farley's a Corvette. He drives down the marijuana freeway, and he drives down the lust and sex and horny freeway. I'm going to jump in his car and get stoned and party with him, right? Oh, no, no, Farley's not a Corvette. Farley is a God entity. And Farley wants to let you know there's the light that you should have went into. So get off of my body and out of my chakras. And if I have any obsessions, I'm going to recognize that as a possibly entity interference. Why? Because I have an afflicted Scorpio moon. I have an afflicted Cancer Venus. I have an afflicted Neptune in the 12th house. And you better believe I had entities. I dealt with them. I processed them. And they're gone. I think in life that whenever you have something good, and whenever you're having a good time, and whenever you're in a situation that is fun, you need to bless yourself and the other person, like relationships. If you're in a good relationship, the worst thing to do is to get obsessed where you think you'll die without it. What you need to do is pat yourself on the back. You've given yourself permission to relate, love yourself for it. The other person's important, but don't let it become an obsession. You know, because self-respect, mutual respect, and retaining a spiritual priority are the key to happiness. You know what happens? A dark entity will cling on to you and will form this obsession, and it hurts. It really hurts, especially when the other person dumps you, right? And there you are, instead of being in love, you have this dark entity or maybe seven women or men, right, attached to your chakras going like, oh no, they've left, we're going to die without him. Wrong, you're not going to die, you know? It's like, what you're going to do is is dump this influence and reform, repatternize your priorities. See, like, it's difficult for a dark entity to exist in your chakra system when you are a being of spirit. When you are a being of the light, when you are a being of spirit, when you become a light beacon, you know what happens? you become a beacon of light, they go into it (laughs) because you become the beacon. And when you start radiating this light into your aura, they're attached to your chakras and all of a sudden they get the point. You know, like, wow, this light doesn't feel so bad. And boom, you send them off into it and then you're cleared from it. You know, a lot of times prayer and meditation are so important to absolve karma and retain your spiritual perspective, the multidimensional soul, the multidimensional personality. Remember this stuff. Remember that this body that you're in is a vehicle for your experience. And this dimension you live in is like an amusement park or a test for the vehicle that you're in. I think the problem with life is that, you know, I have this mantra, life's too short to take personal. Because the more personal you take it, the more weaknesses you develop and the more subject you are to having obsessions that are your own, that can be magnified in case one of these dark entities should try to attach itself to you. And a lot of people will say, ah, Farley, that's a bunch of hooky. Hey, wait, if you ever meet anybody, and I'm not saying I'm there, okay? I'm never admitting where I am, right? But if you ever meet anybody that's real psychic and that can read auras, they make a comment, well, there's a grayness in your aura, or your aura is black. Some people are so high that they can see entities in your aura, on your chakras. I've known people that can see that. And I'm not going to admit that I can. Maybe I can. But maybe I can sense that. Whenever I meet anyone with an obsessive personality, I know. If I meet anyone with an obsessive personality, one percent, where they can't live or they can't exist happily without something, then that tells me, ah, this is not a human spiritual trait. This is a trait from something that must be an outside influence. I know people that have hung on for years. God bless the people with cancer planets like me. These people carry around the past in a big bag. They won't let go of it. You know, I like to take that bag over to the Grand Canyon. Fling it around you know just whammy just toss it into the canyon because the past is dead right the future doesn't exist and all there is is the now so why dwell in the past if the past didn't work the hell with it history just bypass it i meet women that go well i'm still in love with my boyfriend for 1952 he's been dead for 12 years but she's still in love with him." i was like come on live your life and have a good time don't take it so hard don't take it so personal don't make yourself sick over it don't get obsessed with it and if you do have the pisces Cancer, Scorpio, planets, or an afflicted Neptune, Moon, or Pluto, or if you have an afflicted 12th house planets, then you are more sensitive and psychic than the rest of us, more spiritual, and also more susceptible to being vulnerable, having weaknesses, creating obsessions, magnetizing yourself to several, up to 20 dark entities. Would you, would you believe a one person can carry up to 35 or 40 of these lost souls in their chakra system? And you wonder why people are into violent sex, murder, rape, pillaging. They have a whole forum of dark entities going, well, what should we do today? Let's go out and take a an Uzi and blow away some people on the street. Now, these people are really not dealing with the spirit of God within them. They are dealing with a quorum of people that, on the other hand, have no spirit. They've lost it. See, so in this way, we're all teachers. We're all guides. We're all guides in that we can help these entities that may attempt or try to attach themselves to us. So whenever I see something in my life that borderlines to the obsession I go, oh no, oh no! You get out of here, buddy. I'm not obsessed with anything but my spirit. I'm obsessed with God, and that's my priority. And that's how I stay clear and feel like I'm Farley. And that's why I warn people that are channelers. I warn people that think they channel guides and stuff. There, there's some pretty wise dark entities out there. You know, they intentionally don't go into the light. You know, and they're pretty charming dudes and dudettes. Let me tell you, they are like a, you remember Nixon. I'm going to compare some of these entities to the charm and the manipulation that is possible. And that's why I say be careful. If you're into channeling, whether you think it's your higher self or your lower self or spirit guides or whatever, you don't know what you're dealing with. You're messing with fire here. you got to be very evolved and very conscious of what you're dealing with here before you start doing that kind of stuff. Now, I have no idea why I'm doing this topic today. You know, usually it's the discussion of the overmind that creates these topics, but I just happen to be doing it today. Did you know I can channel the spirit? Let's see if I can get into my uh, little... Uh, here it comes. You heard this. I got- Everybody knows he did die, right? Okay, anyway. Don't you know that what do they do to alcoholics and drug addicts when they come into therapy and go to a program? What's the first thing they do? The big thing is self-esteem. Did you notice that? Big thing is self-esteem and your higher power. Don't you know what they're trying to do to these people? They are trying to exercise these people of these alcohol and drug entities. No wonder they say, once you're a drug addict, you're a drug addict your whole life. Once you're an alcoholic, you're now you know, because obviously you're weak. In that area, and these dark entities go, well, there's a bar. I think I'll just sit in his heart for a while, see if I can get him drunk and stoned. The logic of life is so ridiculous when you think about it, how we open ourselves up. The human being, the vehicle of a human body, is so sensitive. It is so incredible. It is just like a television. In fact, it's almost like a video, audio video, walkie-talkie. We have receivers. We have transmitters. We have tubes and cells, brain cells. We have a computer banks. There are vibrations in this universe that we in our current states are not fully qualified to or capable of sensing. And it makes me sad when people walk around and they hear this topic and they go, come on, Farley, there's no such thing as possession. It doesn't happen. You know, give me a break. You know, like, come on. Like, we are vehicles. And we are vehicles that house an entity called a soul. The soul is a complicated cell of God. Very powerful. And you got to believe that considering the current state of humankind on this planet, that some souls get distracted or derailed, get deranged or whatever. And when the life-death process is going on, it's a very complicated process. It's not easy. You have to make the right choices when you're born, when you die, and things you do. If you make wrong choices, you incur karma. If you make wrong choices and don't go into the light, you end up in a lower level or in a less sensitive level. We are transmitters. And we, if we're not aware of this are aware of picking up some unknown or wrong signals. And that's what this is all about. It exists. Trust me. This is real. The only way, in my opinion, and that's what this show always is, right? It's your opinion. It should be called the Farley opinion. Maybe it will. Anyway, the only way that you can really free yourself from any of this interference that I call it, from entity interference, is to remember what you are. That you are a soul that lives in a vehicle, and this vehicle is the temple of your soul your soul is a particle of God, and this vehicle you live in is a temple of God. And these are the priorities, right? Soul, spirit, temple, God. Those are the priorities. That's doing with. you got to remember that. But everything outside of you is an illusion. Everything in this dimension is a light projection created by other souls of your nature, but you are the center of the universe. You are the center of God. You are the center of it all. The moment that you place any importance on anything outside of this temple, The moment that you place any importance on anything outside of this temple, outside of your body, more than your own self, more than the power of self, more than the power of God, more than the power of your own self-love, the moment you do that, then you are developing a weakness, in my opinion, and you are developing a vulnerability, and you are leaving yourself wide open to another entity coming in and saying, yes, let's make what's outside the vehicle more important so the vehicle is weak so I can use it too. That's the logic of the whole thing. And obviously, the more addictive and the more obsessive of a personality you have, then that should tell you how many entities you have attached to you. What makes you go for the cigarette and put it in your mouth and light it up? What makes you drive to the bar and get the whiskey? What makes you roll the joint and smoke the pot or smoke the coat or snort the coke or shoot the heroin or drink the beer or, you know, what What makes you do that? It's like, well, this is his nature. This is what he learned. It's his instinct. He got it from his parents. That's why he was raised in an environment with a bunch of possessed parents, Right. They were drug addicts and alcoholics, and they were obsessed. So why not leave the kid wide open to that stuff, too? See, we need to teach our children at a very young age. This is where it starts. It starts at home with the kids. We need to teach our children about the importance of self. This thing with I'm special, this thing with I'm powerful, this thing where I'm loving, this thing where I love myself, we need to teach our children about self-love, and this will normally automatically protect themselves. Johnny, there is nothing more important than... Then how much you can authentically and tenderly and nurturingly love yourself and protect yourself because there's nothing else in the universe that's important but you. You're it. And don't ever let anything in this universe become more important than your own God self. To a one-year-old, to a two-year-old, when the entities are trying to penetrate these children, these innocent children, at a young age, we could stop it by teaching them that self-love, self-esteem, and the God self is where it's at. Little babies, why not? I'd do it. If I had a chair, come here for a second, I want to talk, you want to talk to your daddy Farley? Can you imagine this? Would it ever happen? But anyway, that's what I would do. If you're going to have children, then make a career out of making a spiritual quest for them and see what happens if they grow up unto themselves without any entity interference. Look around in your life. You might notice there's a few people in your life that may have a few entities attached. You might notice that you have a couple of obsessions, right? Chocolate? (laughs) Pizza? you know beer you know i don't know soda hey there's a soda entity sure why not little kids die little children die and they don't go into the light they love soda and chocolate and they'll attach themselves to you and you'll go out and get why do i like dr pepper all of a sudden all of a sudden i coke coke coke, coke coffee co- i got a coffee entity here's a guy that died he's a coffee freak you're drinking eight cups of coffee today and 16 packs of saccharin no wonder you get cancer right this is what happens you know you get control of your life you retain your spirit you start to find out what's deep inside of you. There's a beautiful being inside of you. There's a God entity inside of you that can protect you very basically from all this crap. Wasn't that a fun topic, huh? And they go, where'd you get this topic out of left field, Farley? <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> it wasn't an entity, that's for sure. Okay, <laughs> we are ready to go to the phones right now. First of all, let's go ahead and talk to Janice, who is speaking of this topic, a double Pisces. Hi, Janice. Are you there, Janice? Oops, hold it, Janice. There you go. Hi. Oh, is anybody, is anybody, hold on for a second, Janice. Let's see if, are you there? Yes. Well, what's happened to my board today? Wait a minute. There's, there's an entity in my board. Help! (laughs) What'd you think of the topic?
1: Um I honestly, I didn't get to hear the show. I just came back to the office right now.
0: Oh, real good, Janice. Well, you're out of here, but no just kidding. what can we do for you? Oh, well, I was gonna say I'm not gonna do your question until you tell me about the topic, Janice.
1: Oh, I'm sorry
0: okay you're 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 a, you're a member, so I, I love you on. what can we do for you? Oh,
1: well, thank you. I just have a question um I'd like to know if I am going to be pregnant in the next couple of months.
0: Well, it depends <laughs> are you married?
1: Oh uh, yeah oh
0: good, okay, that helps okay. Well, hmm, let's see. Have you been working hard on this project? Not,
1: not really. Why? I just haven't.
0: <laughs> well, how do you expect to get pregnant without some action, you know? I <laughs> think it's time to seduce the old man, right?
1: Right now, I think I might be, but I'm not sure, and I would just oh. like to know.
0: What degree is your moon?
1: 25. Cancer? Um, yeah. I don't have it in front of me, I'm sorry.
0: Okay, I think you're pregnant. Oh,
1: geez.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you should name it Farley.
1: Oh, terrific.
0: Farley Bartholomew Masterson Mackenzie Fourth. Okay. Uh-huh. Good luck, okay?
1: Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Let's go to Claudia. She has a question about her little boy. Hi, Claudia.
1: Hi, Far. How are you doing? Good. That's good. I would like to know about my son. He's trying to get a job doing commercials.
0: How old is he? Five? Five. <laughs> Claudia. You're not putting any pressure on this kid, are you? No. You mean he just all of a sudden came out and left field and said, Mom, I think I want to be an actor and do commercials, right? No,
1: he's been asking me for the last year, so I finally broke down and called up a few agents.
0: Uh-huh. What degree is his Libra rising?
1: 11 degrees. And his moon? His moon is 21 Scorpio.
0: Well, I'd say there's about a 70 to 80% chance he could score almost immediately in the next week or two.
1: Oh, great, because he does have an interview next week. Okay. Okay, I'll let you know on that. Okay. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Let's go to HP on line seven. Hi, HP. Hello. <laughs> you know, I think you and I should get together and party. We've talked before. It's just I'm looking for my wheels so I can set it into and find out if I've got a career in this stuff. I think you've got a duck entity, is what you got. I've always talked about animals needing love, and I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. But I was really basically <laughs> hey, you know, back. I love- I love you. <laughs> I mean, it's not personal, but you really brightened up my day with that. That's the first time I got it back. It was a dharmic return, you know? Yeah, I've been mean, out here, you know, you was just asking everybody if they were listening to your show, and it's funny when they say, no, nah, I just came in out of lunch. Okay, they've been on hold for 40 minutes. Now, how do you explain that unless they were on their car phone? I want you to do me a favor. Yes. In Donald Duck, I want you to say, super califragilistic okay? Let's try it. Ready? Oh no. Come on, it is a test. Okay. Ready? You first. Here, <laughs> <Yeah>,
1: okay. <laughs> How's that? I Where'd
0: don't you... know the rest of the world. We're going to change oh, this to I'm the duck wrong. hour, buddy. <laughs> I'm all ducked up here. Okay. So what's your comment, Guy? Oh, um, basically this. One thing, you're going to Israel, right? Yeah. So, uh, I'd like you to maybe to channel your Greek gods that had all these theories on moderation
1: and what they think about the present situation with everything... So, um
0: unlike the democracy that they grew up in. And um since you've been giving out mantras, I thought I'd give you one back. Okay. Now, life is too short to be little. Okay. And it's not mine. It's it's another... Uh, I like it. Of England. Life's too short to be little. Thank you. Okay, Farley. Okay, guy. Have fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joyce is a Virgo Aquarius rising. Hi.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: JB, what's cooking?
1: I liked your topic a lot.
0: You did? Made sense, huh?
1: Yeah, well, I quit drinking, I quit smoking, and...
0: You did that all today, huh? <laughs> you said, well, Farley, you sure nipped that in the bud. You know, that's the end of that.
1: No, i got to tell you, though, it, I quit drinking in AA a lot of years ago, uh-huh. 21. And for people who have a problem with drinking, it's it's a great thing. And when you go, attach yourself to the positive people who love to be sober because those of the people got it all together and uh, really have a good time.
0: They have a lot of light, too. sure do. And, you know, that possession entity thing, it really does make sense when it comes to drugs and alcohol. I've counseled lots of people that were addicts and alcoholics. Wow, did we save some lives, I'll tell you.
1: Well, absolutely, and um, people can really be helped. I didn't know life was so good sober.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, what can we do for you?
1: Well, I got my solar return chart, and I would love a general scan of it.
0: Okay, what's the rising on it?
1: Aquarius,
0: like my natal chart. Oh, really? In what degree?
1: Four.
0: What date is it? Is it September 12th?
1: September 12th. The solar return is September
0: 11th. Oh, good. Where's the moon? Is it It's Vir- in Virgo. Aha, uh-huh. Virgo moon. Hmm, Aquarius rising. Okay, what's happening for you this year? Wow, what a wonderful year for counseling. You have Mercury dead center, Libra in your solar return, you have Jupiter in Gemini. So communications will be skyrocketing for you. You have a Venus trine Mars, which is the best aspect for love and money, which a lot of Virgos are having in their charts this year. So that's really good. And overall, I think basically your lesson this year will be restrictions, limitations, and lack of mobility. Okay? Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I have we'll got another Donald Duck coming up here probably. Okay, let's go over here to Judy on line 8, Aquarius, Pisces Rising. Hi, Jude.
1: Hi, Farley. How are you doing? Real good. Good. I loved your topic. Thank you. And I just kind of wanted a transit forecast. A
0: transit scan. Yeah. And you're one of those sensitive Pisces risings too, right? Yes. So you knew what I was talking I about. Sure
1: huh? did.
0: <laughs> well, what's happening in your love life? Is it weird or is it good?
1: It's uh, good.
0: Good. Okay. Is it somebody new or your or a current husband or what current is? Current husband. Okay. How many years have you been married?
1: We got married on December 31st, 1986, which was the date you said was the year to.
0: The well, then we don't have to worry about any transits <laughs> then, you know. Well, that's amazing. See, because you are having a Mars return for about five, six months. and I, I, I heard
1: your Mars thing, too, uh last week, I guess it was.
0: Yeah, so you're probably feeling a lot of energy right now. Yeah. This is a great time to start projects, get things done, make contact with male friends, and you're having a Jupiter, trying Jupiter, good for travel, absorption, money-making. Your chart's lit for wonderful things this year. Good luck, okay? Great. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Bonnie is online too. another Leo Aries rising. Hey, Bon. Hi, Farley. Yo, Bon. How are you? I'm very healthy, very happy, getting slender, and am slender. Oh, great. That sounds good. I'm beaming. I'm a beacon, you know.
1: Well, I finally got my astroscope. Well, now I need to hear what you want to tell me.
0: Uh-huh. And well,
1: I'd also like to know my sapiens symbol.
0: Okay, what degree rising are you?
1: Three degrees, Aries.
0: Okay, you're recording this? Yes. Oh, Hi, Bonnie. (laughs) Okay. A realization of identity, awareness of being co-united with God, a desire to become a channel of divine energy, three degrees Aries is one of the most powerful degrees of the whole zodiac. Congratulations. That's pretty hot. Don't you feel special now? Well, yeah. See why you're such a humble Leo. (laughs) Well, also... You don't give people a hard time, do you?
1: Well, when I want to.
0: (laughs) When I want to.
1: But, you know, I heard your topic, and I have Mars and Pisces in the eighth house, and I don't know. I have a lot of those planets that seem to be obsessive or sensitive or vulnerable. Oh, I
0: know about you women with Mars and Pisces. What does uh, that mean? What does that mean? We're talking about can't make up their minds to anything, probably. Oh, no,
1: is that my. No. Reason do,
0: do you get obsessed? Are you like an extremist?
1: You know, I used to be, but I'm feel like I'm balancing out a lot more lately.
0: Okay, that's good. You have a Moon opposed Mars too, I think. Moon in Virgo. Yes. Yeah, so... What does that mean? Well, what you do is you can throw a wrench in a normally well-working engine. When you have a Virgo-Pisces opposition and Mars is involved, you're given normal relationships that are really good for you, but you have the technique, the talent to mess it up, you know, by over-analyzing, by worrying, by being scared, by having doubts. You know, see, like, the Pisces energy is so strong it manifests. And when you have a Virgo moon, it worries. The Pisces wants to flow and the Virgo wants to stop. Right. You know, the Virgo goes, no, be a good girl. Don't do this. And the the Pisces goes, come on, let's party. Let loose. And you get caught between me while the guy's sitting there going, "Uh, are you strange or what is your problem here? You know, so, you know, what I suggest you do is try to relax and try to breathe and try to not be so intense. And when you have relationships, try to be fluid and try to be just happy and keep it light and breezy and, and don't try to analyze. And. And create issues, you know, make it cool, make it calm, make it serene. Does that help?
1: Yeah, that does. Is that going to be forever, or is that just a transit?
0: Well, it depends how long you live. Oh, well, <laughs> so
1: that's you know. it, huh? Yeah. Actually, I have three degrees Virgo in my sixth house. I have Moon, Jupiter, and Mercury. Wow. So
0: Good luck, Bonnie. I got to go, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Remember, the Astrology Hour is a public-supported show. Let's go to a good friend, a Leo with Libra rising and Scorpio moon like Farley Mallaris, one of my clients and someone who's probably been through a interesting period recently, Debbie Online One. Hi Deb. Hi Farley,
1: I can't believe I got through cause you know my birthday's gonna be Sunday and you're off and leaving.
0: That's right, I'm his. I'm of here.
1: Wow, do you see anything interesting for me coming up?
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably salvation from this planet. And some of the people you're dealing with, I would hope, right?
1: Really? Cause I
0: started to let go of a couple of people.
1: Trying to do the same with RP. I'm trying to get
0: probably getting fed up, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I sense like a uh, a major setback with this guy.
1: Oh, absolutely, major. Yeah,
0: that's really sad. I, I sense, in fact, that it, he might have went back to his old self-destructive ways for some reason here.
1: Hmm, that's a
0: thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your chart is lit up for so much karma that this topic was really for you. You know, it was really important for you to retain your center and your spiritual center and your spiritual priorities. Cause we know how you can become obsessed with a Mars opposed Jupiter, right? Yeah. Okay. So they, maybe there's more than just Debbie in there sometimes is yeah, the question. i
1: like really crazy lately, probably really crazy. And I'm just hoping that it will this let, let up now or?
0: Well, you know, it depends. Meditation and prayer and spiritualism are what I give for you as far as my diagnosis. But overall, letting go and processing are the key. You are shown some bright new beginnings around the corner, almost imminent, almost within two weeks, with some good financial stuff, too, okay?
1: Super. Thanks a lot, Farling. Have a good trip.
0: And say hello to RP if you see <laughs> I hope I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. bye See, some people call up, and they're my clients, and they're famous people, and, and they have people they talk about. They give initials out, and uh, no one knows who it is, right? Who is this person? Okay, let's go over here and talk to Lalani on line four. Hi, Leilani.
1: Hi, Farley. How are you?
0: I'm very happy.
1: Great. I enjoyed your topic today. Thank you. And I have a comment on your topic today, perhaps a question. Okay. I was wondering if you noticed kind of an emphasis on the obsessive-compulsive syndrome when there was an active Pluto transit.
0: Uh, Yeah. As part of the topic, it seems like the Scorpio cancer and Pisces factors are what's mostly involved with this whole situation. And see, the Pluto square Pluto, when Pluto squares itself in your chart, that's the Scorpio factor being lit up. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people, as they turn 40, when they get depressed and they get frustrated and things seem futile, that's why they open themselves up to further interference from that Pluto-Pluto effect.
1: Uh Aha. How about Pluto affecting another planet?
0: Same thing. You know, you have to find out what house the planet's in, what signs the planet's in, and what the planet is to focus on what the obsession is. And then know what kind of entity you have. Ah, okay. Okay, hon? Yes. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. I'm in the can and out of here to the Middle East. Stay tuned for the greatest hits of the Astrology Hour weekdays at 12 noon on K Fox Redondo Beach. We'll see you real soon. Weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. I love you all. Take care. Bye-bye.